Hi, this is James Barris. I hope you find this talk supports you in your practice. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed to do that. Your support is greatly appreciated. We wanted to um, explore with you um, this topic of uh, refuge in the Sangha uh, in more than just general terms, but in uh, also specific terms to our community uh, and want to um, uh, envision together uh, about um, what will serve you and all of us in our practice uh, as we start this new year and um, support each other in practice? You know, the Buddha said that uh, the Sangha is one of the, th- the, the three refuges. When we do the chanting at the, um, at the end of the sitting and we say, Buddhang Saranangachami, I take refuge in the Buddha. In the Buddha right inside of us, uh, Dhammang Saranangachami, I take refuge in the Dharma, in the natural law of, of life and what we are given to wake up. And I take refuge in the Sangha, Sangang Saranangachami. I take refuge in community of like-minded friends who are here to support me and that I can support as well. Those are the three refuges of practice. And there's a reason why they're refuges in practice. And we wanted to um, explore together and uh, envision uh, how we can have even a stronger community. We have a really warm and uh, connected uh, community, and it's a good feeling in this room. And uh, there's been so much that has uh, gone on over the years with um, a core of people who've just held it all together so beautifully, from Ghidra and uh, Nancy and and Ross and Gay and uh, Linda Gallagher-Brown and uh, and her husband Steve and Isabel doing the the flyers, the brochures, and Ernie Isaacs and Jaime and... uh, doing the recording along with uh, Dave Seabury and Jackie doing the library uh, uh, details. There's a lot of people that have done such a beautiful job over these years um, in creating this container for us. And uh, we want to see if we can expand that even more and have more people feel like they are um, part of and uh, uh, part of this family and 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 having it uh, benefit from our collective energy and broadening it even more um, so I have asked Kate to uh, to do this with me and i 've asked her for um, a few reasons um, one is uh, and i 'll introduce for those who don 't know much about Kate. She said, keep it very simple, so I'm going to try to keep it simple. Yeah, but I could, 
I could share about a, a lot about you know just uh, uh, why I'm so happy to share this with her. We first met when she sat a month long at uh, the Forest Refuge in 2006 after having she'd sat in Asia uh, and other intensive retreats for some time, but uh, she. Uh, she caught my eye in that month with a lot of determination and uh, sincerity of practice. And we've also, uh, uh, since that time, uh, she sat at the Forest Refuge another month with me and, uh, and uh, at Spirit Rock on the February retreat. She's done a lot of practice in these last, uh, what, about 10 or 11 years, 10 years now. Um, and... Um, she is um, uh, in the current teacher training, Spirit Rock teacher training, uh, which, will, which is training her to lead longer intensive practice retreats. Um, and um, we also got to know each other after a, a couple of years where she helped coordinate the Awakening Joy course for a few years. So uh, she's very good at organizing things, which is music to my ears, of course, and really helped the joy course uh, grow even more. And uh, is a natural community builder. She uh, helped, uh, she started the Young Adults Dharma Council. She said, I want to sit with some other young people. And she made that happen. Uh, She started the Saturday Night Sangha, which is still going strong, that Shakti uh, teaches along with uh, some uh, few other younger people. She started with Alexa uh, um, Redner, who is uh, an, another young woman that I, I have enjoyed mentoring. Um, and as she said, just uh, doing a lot of work in the last few years with mindfulness and education. So she has an enthusiasm for uh, community and is a good organizer. And also she's uh, becoming more and more of a person who um, people want to hear the Dharma from. And besides this community building piece, uh, she will be more and more of a presence uh, as far as sharing the, um, the stage up front. And uh, when I'm out of town, um, very often she'll be uh, giving the talks and uh, want to have uh, fresh energy and uh, both up here uh, in front and also in our community. Okay. That's simple enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I just want to say a, a little bit about my experience with community. Um, when I first started this practice, this is in 1974, and I fell in love with the Dharma. I was in Boulder, Colorado uh, at the first summer at Naropa, Institute, which is now Naropa University. And then the summer was over. And I went back to New York City. And there was nothing really happening there. I sat every day religiously, I could say, and was so uh, moved by the practice. But it can get very lonely. It got lonely for me in New York, sitting and not really having like-minded friendship. Uh, then I joined this scene that I mentioned that Ramdas was doing, a kind of uh, devotional scene, 
And, uh, but I was hungry for the Dharma and actually moved out here in 77, um, partly to see about getting, uh, getting more, uh, more Sangha going. And I actually was encouraged by one of the teachers to start a sitting group when I moved out here. Uh, and I said, I just want to, if somebody will sit with me, I'll be happy. And I did every Sunday, and my friend John Amadeo and Sharda Rogel, uh, who, is, uh, uh, who lived in, in town, we, it was like, that was my sitting group at that, uh, those first couple of, first year or so. It made such a difference once I had like-minded friends and these days, when I go to uh, go traveling around, I love to support community. I was just traveling in Australia and New Zealand, as I mentioned last week, and going to Melbourne and, and Sydney and Auckland and Wellington and Christchurch uh, in New Zealand, and seeing each community has its own flavor, and the ones that are really connected, there's something quite you can feel the energy not just of their individual practice, but of their group practice. And uh, I love doing that. I love traveling and and supporting communities because Sangha has meant so much uh, to me. And uh, and so the Kalyanamita groups and the community Dharma leaders uh, have all come out of that, that love for creating community. And I would love to see, as good as our community is here, it can get even more connected and more uh, bonded. If you are saying, gee, it would be nice if I was part of community, uh, then this is a time for, uh, to invite you to envision with us. So I'll just uh, stop here for now, and um, if you have something to share about your community experience. Can you hear me Okay. Community has been a vital part of my practice. When I first started, as James said, um, I was 21 and very dedicated to to my practice and had a daily practice and would go to uh, the sitting groups. I started at IMC in Redwood City and then ended up coming here years later. And in both communities, I, I felt support from the community as I was sitting with them. But there was something lacking for me, a feeling that I wasn't quite connecting with the individuals in the community. Um, Part of this, I felt at the time, was my age. Um, I was by far at IMC the youngest person in the room. Everyone could be my parent or grandparent. And, And that that did cause for me this feeling of not being able to really fully connect. Um, and that was something I really desperately wanted. When I came here and started practicing with James and came to this sangha, there's definitely a younger contingent here. Um, but even still, I wanted to connect. I wanted to have those meaningful relationships in my practice. It just felt very important at the time. And so I created it. <laughs> started a Kalyanamita group and a young adult Dharma council and the, the Saturday night Sangha and all these things, really because I was just 
longing for sangha. And it turned out that I wasn't alone, that there were others that also were really wanting to make that connection. And from that, I feel like my practice blossomed. That connection between uh, my practice on the cushion and how that relates into my day-to-day, how that relates to my relationships, that connection was made through those uh, smaller sangha communities. And these are communities where I still am am supported and connected with these people and probably will throughout my life um, because we share something really deep, something that is really meaningful to us. And that is the Dharma. So I don't know that I need to say a whole lot more than that because we want you guys to explore it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we want you to explore this topic for yourself. Um, We want you to get into dyads or groups of two. Three is fine. And we'd like you to share with your partner, how has meaningful, good friendships supported your spiritual practice? So these might be people that you've connected with here in this community, or maybe a different community, or maybe they're not part of the Buddhist community at large, or uh, the Dharma community at large, but um, somehow you're able to connect with them in a way that supports your practice. Or if this is lacking, maybe that's not something you have in your life right now, or maybe you did have it in the past, but it's not current right now. Maybe you can envision uh, what that would be like. How would that be supportive for you if you did have that type of connection with somebody or a group of people? Is that clear? Great. Mm -hmm. So why don't you turn to somebody next to you It might be nice to choose someone you don't know. (laughs) If you came here with somebody, maybe choosing somebody you haven't met yet. And it can uh, you can uh, join another another uh, pair if you're looking for someone. If you need a partner, raise your hand. Uh, Okay, we'll do this for like the next uh, five or six minutes. So you can begin to wrap up finishing your sentence. Okay. So we'd like to hear from you, Um, maybe two or three of you, if you wouldn't mind sharing. And we'll pass around the mic so that everyone can really hear. Uh, But Just what what came up for you? Right up here. Hi, I'm Eve. Um, And I just got back from a 10-day Go Anchor retreat in Occidental. It was great. Came out of silence yesterday. Um, so talking is a little bit kind of like new in the last 24 hours. 
But I've been um, doing Go Anchor retreats for about 18 years. Um, I get a lot out of them, but then my practice, I'm a very extroverted, social, creative person, and I learn through community and through educating others and through um, collaborating. And a lot of the ways that meditation is taught, um, it's very much, you know, you've got your own practice. Um, And my practice often falls apart in between retreats. I'm looking to change that very much because I I know how much it would benefit me in my whole life to um, really make it in the forefront and let the rest of my life sort of ebb and flow around that the bookends of the daily sits. And why not? I don't have any reason not to. But to reinforce that, I mean, one of the most powerful learnings I had this time around was talking with another long-term meditator and just having a lot of heart-to-hearts and hearing from them specifically, just getting real personal about, like, you know, the challenges of our day-to-day lives and just kind of laying it all out there and hearing from them, you know, hearing them talk dharma to me about my life on a really personal level kind of like a, like cousins or brother sister type of flow it was very full of love and that was you know when you talk about the sangha and taking refuge in sangha i felt unconditional love coming from this other person that i had just come out of uh, silence with in a way that was very customized and tailored to my particular growing edge in a way that um, it was, it 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 sunk in, and made me feel like you know maybe it is safe for me to to embrace this more, and I need that, and I need more you know connection in nature and in gardens and and social gatherings that have to do with Buddhist practice and just all the you know everyday kinds of ways that people like to interact because we're we're creatures you know and we need that and i need that so thank you anybody else oh way in the back hello um, I had some sort of wide-ranging thoughts, um, but I'll start with a smaller one, which is I think that it would create more song if there was a way for us to connect um, more than just sitting next to each other, which is a beautiful thing, but um, opportunities for talking or um, this is the wide-ranging part, like having a garden project or some other kind of project that we could do outside of here. Um, And then my last thing I'll say is um, I would love to see neighborhood sanghas where people connected with each other very locally and maybe sat together mornings or evenings or something like that. Thank you. There's one more up here. Thank you. Um, just speaking of projects, I was remembering Joanna Macy's amazingly wonderful talk and um, wondering whatever she, she actually said at the end of her talk, I have a piece of paper 
we could all put, you could all put your names on it and you could actually do something together about, <laughs> you know, about the things she was talking about, which were capitalism and, 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 this, and the Dharma. And, you know, it was a really interesting talk. And quite a few people signed up, and I have no idea whatever happened to that paper. But, you know, that would be... Oh, good. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Any other last comment? Going once. Okay. Um, I think it really makes a difference to be in a small group. I've been in uh, several Kalyanametta groups that have lasted for a couple years each or three or four years. And um, also at the intensives that I've done with Temple have made a huge difference in my life because they are a small group where you really get to talk just as this woman in the front was talking about connecting in a personal way with people about our lives. Uh, it's, it's different than this group. It's much different. And so I just urge everybody to get involved in either a Kalyanamitta group or or we form more small groups because it's, they do have to be relatively small in order for people to, for everybody to be able to participate. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, while I'm coming back, I, I just want to um, mention that there were a few people that I left out in my um, acknowledging our, our community. And um, please, uh, I, I, forgive me, uh, first Joyce Rybant, who's been doing uh, the website for ages and so much uh, dedication and good energy into um, uh, helping uh, create the container for our community. Uh, Jim French, who uh, is sitting over here, who's uh, come to countless meetings and uh, visioned with us for many years and uh, is, is a really um, um, important uh, voice in our family. Uh, Keith in, in the back, uh, sitting at the table, and Betty and Joel, and uh, there's a number of people, and I don't know if I've left anybody out, but if I, if I did, uh, I'm really grateful, and we all uh, uh, owe you a tremendous uh, appreciation, so thank you. Okay, we're really making this up a little bit as we go. <laughs> okay, so just in response to what everybody was saying and, and maybe what wasn't said out loud but maybe said in the dyads, just the, the importance of sangha and that sometimes I think, well, when I was in Asia, there was no question that sangha was a part of practice. There was no question about it. It was, it was so part of the culture when I was there that everything was dharma, and there was no separation. In the West, we're figuring this out. How does this work within our own culture here? What does this look like in our society? And we're still figuring it out and working with it. And 
Sangha, I think, sometimes gets overlooked as maybe just the grouping of people that comes and practices in, in, in silence and then goes home. But actually, the purpose of Sangha is great. The purpose of Sangha is to really know that you're not doing this practice alone. We can't do this practice alone. We can only get so far doing this practice alone. We need our teachers and we need our good friends to point out to us when we are diverging from the path or when we're confused or uh, stuck in some way that we can't see it, our blind spots. I can't tell you how many times I'll be in the middle of a rant (laughs) about something with a friend who shares this practice with me and I can stop and say, am I just really deluded? (laughs) And they'll say, yeah. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for that. I can stop where I'm at, maybe feel a little embarrassed, but I know that I can trust that. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm totally deluded right now, or I'm stuck in greed, hatred, uh, whatever it is. Or I can share the joys and the mystery of life with people who... Uh, really understand what it is to be present with that. And there's something really precious about that as well. So not only having people there to help us in those places uh, that we're, maybe we're not seeing so clearly, but to share in the places where we do see clearly. There's something really precious about that. And, and it's something that maybe you can get from different communities or even from a stranger in a coffee shop. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to have uh, those kind of connections with people only within the sangha. But here's this opportunity, this grouping of people that are, we're all here more or less for the same reasons. We have different stories and different backgrounds, but we're all here more or less for the same reason. And that's, there's something special about that. And there's something that right away we can connect with each other around and, and certainly support each other. And so these small groupings, the one-on-one connection with somebody right out of retreat, especially when you've shared that retreat space with them, is precious. When you are able to connect through projects and activity, things that you really love to do, with people who also understand maybe the uh, dharmic responsibility or impact that that project uh, is coming from, compassion. Um, Or maybe it's just being in a small group of people that you can talk about the day-to-days and how does my practice fit at work and in my relationship and, you know, driving down the 580. (laughs) And so here are your people to do that with. There's a story uh, of Ananda, the attendant of the Buddha, coming to the Buddha and declaring that good friendship is half of the practice. He felt very confident about this. Is half of the practice, which actually, that's quite a statement, half of the practice, being good friend, having good friends. And the Buddha said, no, don't say that, Ananda. Don't say that. It's all of the practice. 
wow, it's, that's huge. That's, that's a huge statement. It's why the uh, Buddha had Sangha as one of the refuges, as James was saying, and as we chanted earlier on, this is, this is all of the practice. This is a really important piece that doesn't need to be overlooked, especially here with all of these people in the same room, uh, I think possibly eager to connect in some way. So um, Kate and I have uh, talked a bit and have our own ideas and uh, visions and things to, uh, to share with you, but uh, we thought that before we, we did that, we'd like to hear, uh, have you reflect on your vision. If you could paint it any way, what would Sangha uh, look like to you? So why don't you... Okay, so we'll get you into larger groups this time. So groups of four, um, three, five is okay. And just as James said, to go around the circle and discuss what is your ideal vision for this community. Even if you just walk through the doors, this is the first time you've ever been here. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Maybe already you have the sense of something that you're really wanting Uh, to see as far as your involvement in this community. Maybe, though, maybe you're someone who comes and really just likes to sit and go home. (laughs) That's your vision of the community. That's fine, too. So everything is welcome. But this is just a way for us to brainstorm a little bit, and then we're going to discuss it as a larger group and um, hopefully get some really great ideas started and uh, some momentum around those ideas. Given, actually, that we we, it's a quarter after now, so... Um, maybe it should be triads instead of... Uh, okay. Yeah. So groups of three. Yeah. And uh, oh, we'll take about uh, oh, eight minutes or so for this. Okay. <laughs> but during the day? So you can begin to wrap up. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, um, we're going to pass the mic around because we'd like to collect your ideas. Um, (laughs) The idea here is not only to get you thinking about Sangha, but to really start doing some of this stuff. So, I'm going to take notes and... um, Uh, we'll have some kind of follow-up that we'll figure out in the next few days. Um, But please do share any ideas or ways that you feel Sangha would be supportive for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to say, Kate and I were were looking at calendars to have a a meeting outside of the Thursday evening uh, for whoever wanted to come to join. Maybe where we're looking now possibly on... Uh, Sunday the 19th uh, at, at some time to be determined. I'll let you know next week. So if you've got ideas, we don't have that much time, so be um, pretty succinct with them, and uh, let's see how many we can get. Hi. Um, in our group, it came up, uh, a garden, 
a committed time, I'll speak for myself, a committed time, maybe once a week, when there would be a community garden and people would be invited to garden together. Beautiful. Hi, uh, my name is Agnes. Uh, this is my first time here. I actually came to the potluck, and that's the time I actually got to talk to some of the members here. Um, since the potluck is only once a month, we thought that uh, maybe every Thursday when there's no potluck, we can pick a restaurant before we, you know, come to sit. We can go, go to the same restaurant and, or f- pick a restaurant. Whoever wants to come can come and, and give us a chance to talk. That's nice. Thanks, Agnes. I know on the website there's a list of Kalyanam meta groups, but I think it would be really neat if you come to if one comes to Sangha on a Thursday night and you feel really inspired to have a list of open groups, you know, so you could take home a flyer and contact people of groups that are open. I remember one time I was here and I heard about this really neat group and I asked about it and they said, "Oh, that's been closed for about 15 years," and that. <laughs> And, uh, well, the feeling, feeling didn't last long, but it, yeah. it had a certain taste that disappeared after a while. The other thing is, if somebody wants to start a Kalyanam Metta group, I think it would be really neat if there were a circle of resource people, experienced people, to help seed these groups and mm-hmm. help get them off the ground. That would really be a, a yeah. wonderful thing. I have a feeling James has something to say about that. Yeah, and uh, I think using the website, we're, we're, one of the things we're going to um, uh, revamp the website and have it uh, um, a lot more interactive. And uh, one of the things would be having Kalyanamita groups, both the ones that are happening uh, that are that are happening without openings, and just so people know, and the ones, particularly the ones who have openings, and uh, so people can. Uh, can check. I'd love for people to be looking more at the website and the interactive stuff. And Spirit uh, Rock website has a collection of resources for people who want to start Kalyanamita group, but it might be nice to talk to an actual person about it, so maybe that's something we can have. Um, my first thought was very mundane, um, that I would love to have a place we could occupy longer than two hours and 20 minutes on a night, and maybe occupying something beforehand would be part of a solution to that. And Andrew said he would love to have a place we can come, Andrew, right? That we can come and, and learn about teachers' experiences, but also about the experiences of one another. So mm-hmm. I think kind of like these little breakup kind of things. Yeah. And Kristen said she just moved up here from Flagstaff, and um, it was a really nice intimate group. Uh, and it's kind of overwhelming to be quite so big, and you don't get to know people quite so well. But maybe we, she says, maybe we could break up into smaller groups and talk about things a little bit. Yeah, that's great. I miss the movie night. I'd like us to do movie nights again. I always like those. He wants to see Groundhog Day again and again and again. I'd like community to be able to support people for the big events in their lives, like births and deaths and illnesses. Um, anyway, I would. That, to me, is a lot of what community means, being there for each other. Yeah. Thank you. So having a, a caring circle and people who are needing some support uh, can be given that. 
Anything else? We just just a few moments more, and then we should close. Uh, we talked some uh, about. Um, well, I'm a project person, and we talked about ha- volunteering together as a sangha, finding more opportunities to do that kind of a sangha in action. And to me, that is one of the most wonderful ways to build community. Um, so, and that perhaps is something that we could do with the website is is really have more emphasis on opportunities to volunteer together as a sangha. It's the old uh, Sarvodia uh, Shramadana. When you get people working on something together, that's the, the best way for, for the Dharma to, uh, to be actualized. One last one and then we'll go. I just wanted to give voice to a few ideas in this group. Um, one was art, being more engaged with the art somehow, learning more about it in the space. And then the other one was being out in nature, hikes, something along those lines. And, uh, Jeffrey and somebody else who I didn't mention in our community who's led numerous bird walks and, uh, uh, and nature walks, and we can have more of those too. So um, it's just about time to go. Before we, we close, I would um, just first ask you if you think that you would, you're your practice would be nourished with more of a sense of community than you have at this moment. Um, Raise your hand. Well, that's a good start. Okay, so so the, um, the desire is there. I know desire sometimes gets a bad name in Buddhism, but actually there's healthy desire. It's called chanda. Different from tanha, which is thirst, chanda is a desire, a healthy desire that supports your, your spiritual growth. So there's chanda here, and now we just have to um, uh, have a, um, an enjoyable, creative, co-creative experience. Right, she reminds me, my main word that I said to Kate, fun. That's what brings people together. So... Um, Ways that we can have that, have you nourish each other, uh, have us all co-create together. So this is the, the start of this process. And uh, we'll share the follow-up meetings and uh, our ideas. Um, and, um, um, yeah, look forward to it. And it, for me, it makes a big difference that you're here uh, because, you know, it'll be fun doing it with you, and uh, you have the energy for it. And um, uh, so I think we've got some good elements here. And if you want to participate more, uh, besides going to the meeting, if you say, hey, I want to be part of this brainstorming and visioning, actually, why don't you just uh, come up and, and uh, give your name to us before, uh, before you leave. And uh, we can just close with a, a short loving kindness right now. And for a moment, um, bring to mind all the people in this world who are longing for connection, who don't have sangha, or who don't have the support that they would so benefit from. 
and send some matter to them. May you find the support that you need. And appreciate the fact that right here there is a community that you are part of and can be more a part of. And feel the blessing of that. And then sending some loving kindness towards yourself and the grace that you care about waking up and the good heart that you've been gifted with that can allow that and the mind that can see clearly May I see through my confusion and share my love well. See my true nature. And then sharing that with all beings in all directions. May all see through their fears and confusion. Wake up to their true nature share their love well. May our coming here be of benefit to not only ourselves, but everyone in our lives and ripple out to be of benefit to all beings everywhere. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. <laughs> Have a great week and uh, come back next week and we can uh, keep on uh, exploring this. And uh, if you like, uh, leave your name up here too. <laughs>